going. All right. But um, Tish. Let's start our podcast for real. For real this time. Uh, what pod- What podcast is that, you might wonder? Why, it's the Enemy Slime podcast. Episode number 219. I'm your usual host, Jared, and I am joined today by Mr. Michael Mahoney. I wasn't wondering. And I have Mr. J. Joseph Jr. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, whatever uh, Spider-King. That's right. We are going okay. to, we are probably going to spend a sizable portion of the day uh, talking about Spider-Man because holy shit, it is everywhere. But because of that, let's start with the, with the unimportant, well, not the unimportant, that was really rude. <laughs> Let's start with the let's start with the Jared horse shit. manners. Let's start. Right, with then we the, have news. The horse shit. Uh, someone shot Doctor Disrespect's house. Did you see that? I didn't see that. I bet it really. He was on stream on Twitch, and someone came to his house and shot at it. Oh no! So he's just like sitting there on the stream, and he's like, "What? Hold on a minute, guys!" And he gets up and he comes back, and he's like taking his wig off, um, which is a funny sentence just in general. Um, and then he's like, I got to stop the stream. Someone shot a gun at my house. And, uh, it's that guy Trevor liked, um, who cheated on his wife with, um, I don't know, someone. And like, he lives, he lives like a very kind of gross public life on Twitch. Like his, and, uh, he's got like the mullet and the mustache. That sounds like everyone on Twitch. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's a gross public life on Twitch. Yeah, anyway, somebody uh, somebody came to his house and shot at it, and this is why I'd probably not be uh, Dr. Disrespect if I had a choice. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's a pub, well, maybe PUBG he's named player. Maybe he's Disrespect because he wants people to disrespect him. Well, nothing's more disrespectful than shooting a man's house. Well, that's where it keeps his things. And so he uh, like responded to it, and he did it in like a way where he's like, "That guy's a fucking pussy" or something like that. <laughs> and like that's oh, not come on. that's not what I would have done. I would have been yeah, that's like, "Not very smart at all." I would have just moved. I would have been like, "Well, we're moving. We are moving away. Uh, we don't live here anymore." Um, but uh, but yeah, like I guess here's a tip. If you have someone that you like on the internet, oh. don't go to their house. They don't they don't want to meet you. Oh, his house was shot at with a BB gun. Oh, did they find out it was a BB gun? Yeah, it looks like. Oh, okay. Well, that's better. Um, See, but now I feel like he's challenging people because the last guy was a BB gun, but now the next guy's going to come back with like a mini gun. Well, yeah, so someone... this is like... This like yeah, yeah well that's the thing he's like what a fucking pussy he didn't even use a nine mil and so now he's gonna definitely come back and finish the job finish what he started, um, like a man. So it was probably a child because <laughs> children are who like Twitch streamers. So also they're they're the only people in America who can't get access to a gun. Yeah, that's the well, and even then it's well, just barely. You can test that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. As a matter of fact, kids, enter the enemy flying sweepstakes. You can win your own semi-automatic. Yeah, I mean, it actually might, it might be easier to ha- have that contest than some of the others that we could do. Uh, so <laughs> you, you never know. Yeah, draw, draw us your favorite picture of uh, of Michael and his, his antics. Draw uh, us a, definitely, don't, definitely don't win a free steak, you fuckers. Draw us a picture of you meeting your favorite streamer <laughs> and what that would look like. <laughs> and then draw us a second picture where the streamer wasn't nice to you or maybe just didn't do whatever you thought he'd do when you met. 
Because I'm sure these people who go to like someone's house, they have to have like a vision in their head of like what's going to happen. And the guy's going to be like, wait a minute, do you like um, apples? Because I have a bunch of apples in here. And like, do you want to come inside and eat apples with me? And they're like, holy fucking shit, that's all I've ever wanted <laughs> was to do that. But then they go there and the guy looks at him and he's like, who the fuck are you? Why don't you leave? You should leave. And, you know. So what uh, what streamer did you think you might end up eating apples with? I mean, okay, so obviously my example was specific enough that you guys figured out it's a true thought that I've had. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's it's Ninja. I want to have, I want to oh, eat apples. That's a good one. He seems like a guy who likes apples. He's got good teeth. <laughs> Uh, and I'd love to go over there and, you know, just share a bushel uh, or even a half bushel uh, of apples with him. I think that'd be really nice. So I don't know. You know, hey, is it so wrong to dream? Anything's possible. Uh, you know, I'd want to eat uh, Afro uh, apples with uh, Aphrodite. Aphrodite. I don't think I know who that one is. She's uh, well, I don't know that she's a streamer. I just know she's one of those Starcraft players. Oh, okay. There you go. Is she Korean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really need to ask that, but seemed 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 likely. Seemed like it was very possible. So anyway, that's uh that was that was the news that I had. I can't remember. Did something else happen? I think that's probably it. That's big news though. That's a it's a big day. Um uh, it's a big day whenever anyone tries to kill a Twitch streamer. Yeah. Well, like I said, this is clearly just childhood shenanigans. And you know, the funny thing is is like when I was a kid, my house got shot by a BB gun and I wasn't on Twitch. So like there's a chance that this is just kids being kids running around the neighborhood shooting windows out uh and they don't even know who he is because you know the way that the world works is like Twitch was really popular, but I'm sure like if you go young enough, there's probably a bunch of kids who are like, I don't know what that fucking is and I hate it. I'm all about beans, uh, just just dehydrated beans. And like, that's what I like. And that's where it's at. That's where it's at. It's all about dehydrated beans. Yeah. Kidney. Uh, what's another one? <laughs> no way, stupid. Navy beans. Ah, yeah. Navy. Kidney. Navy. Um, white. I assume there's just a white bean, pinto, uh, mixed beans, mixed beans, and so we oh, load, we load them into our BB gun and we run around the neighborhood and we shoot out people's windows because because we don't give a shit because we're children and that's, bean kids. That's very likely what happened. Also, unrelated, uh, Doctor Disrespect's real name is Guy Beam. So yeah, so I know that Beam and it's spelled with an H and an M, but it's pretty close to Beans. And uh, I think does does Mr. Bean get Beam and Broads? Oh, Mr. I didn't even think about Mr. Bean. They watch Mr. Bean while they collect their beans. This is ridiculous. Yeah. What a this this could this could almost go on all night. It was a good. It could. It definitely could. Uh, let's, let's make sure that doesn't happen. I'll bring it up later. Uh, it'll be like a thing where, like, if you're listening to this, you will have forgotten about all of our bean discussion. <laughs> and then towards the end of the podcast, I'll find I'll find a way and I'll get it in there. I'll be like, ah, uh, be- beans, by the see. way. Um, and it's... so, you know, we'll we'll figure it out. I'll I'll come up with something. I'm gonna actually here list of beans. I'm sure there's a Wikipedia article. 
just so I can find the different kinds uh, and I can bring it up yeah. when I hear something that sounds like it. So you don't want to be made a fool of. Right? Not knowing hey, there's there's how about a uh, apparently from our favorite video game in the world, there is a bean, the dynamite. It's a recurring character, yet minor antagonist in the Sonic the Hedgehog franchise. Oh, shit. Yeah, yes, son. He's an insane green duck with the unexplained ability to summon and set off bombs at will. Uh, apparently, in most of his appearances, he's partnered with Fang the Sniper and, hey, Bark the Polar Bear. I know Bark. Boy, this has everything. The dynamite, huh? Hey, hey, wait, hey, hey, it goes on. Uh, being the dynamite appears, he's, he appeared as a collectible toy in Shenmue and Shenmue 2. Hey, that's a good segue. <laughs> Damn, that's a really good so what kind of be To what kind of beans were popular in Japan? Well, so I guess my first question for you, Michael, is now that you're playing the Shenmue remasters, have you I been am. able to get a being the dynamite toy out of the capsule machine? You know, I haven't, actually. I haven't been trying hard enough. I did get a Sonic, though. Oh, did you? That's boring. I did. It's not Bean, though. I got that Sonic, like, six years before Sonic was a commercial property, so... I mean, the thing is, is that, like, I didn't know that I loved Bean the Dynamite until just now. Right. Um, right. And neither did Michael, and so he didn't realize how much he needed to use the capsule machine. Well, that's uh, fair. So that he could get it. You know, capsules are kind of like beans in the sense that really it's just they're a seed. <laughs> hey, you brought it back. With something wonderful inside. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you kind of talked about, you told me like like early on that you were considering picking up Shenmue um, because you were curious as to, I believe your expression was, whether or not you can go home again. It's uh, one of those games that I have a lot of fond memories of, even though I didn't didn't even beat it the first time, but mm-hmm. something I always meant to get around to and kind of just, you know, as, as time went on, it became harder and harder to do. So I, when it found out it was being remastered, I thought like, well, at this point, am I even going to enjoy it or do I even still care? And, but, and so have, what have you found in your, in your journey? Well, on one hand, it's very hard to believe that this was the most expensive game of its time. Oh, that, but, that that was the claim, true, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Yeah. Yeah. But that was 17 years ago. So it feels super rough just in terms of like how blocky it looks and how bad the controls are. Just kind of how how old it feels. Here's just just <laughs> just to give you an <laughs> idea. Exasperated sigh. Uh, just that might give, be the most exasperated sigh I've ever heard from Michael. Give you like a I mean, rough idea wait. here. The game sold 1.2 million copies and mm-hmm. and was unable to recoup its development costs. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, so that's pretty fucking crazy. Uh, it, it's a platinum title and it still didn't make its money back. Which is hard to believe because it looks like it could be made for about $60 today. We've, you know, it's like it's 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 another thing is that like all of us are so on on like on for that story man and then that story just i felt like it didn't go anywhere <laughs> boy there's a i have some, some observations about that as well but so that said i'm actually still getting a kick out of it as something of like a video game relic you know like an important milestone one because like i was telling you you can definitely see where it's laying the framework for what would become the yakuza series 
But uh, in a lot of it does some things that even Yakuza doesn't do. Like characters follow schedules, and um, I think that's you know kind of a, something that people remember is that you know you have to go to a certain store at a certain time, otherwise the guy won't be there. But yeah, I remember that. That's they said that last week. But um, one thing I noticed that I thought was actually kind of cool is, for example, there's a Chinese restaurant that opens at noon, and if you go there at noon, the guy's there. But if you go to the town at like 10 a.m. That guy's walking around town buying vegetables and stuff for the store. So he's really got like an actual schedule where he's out doing stuff and or you know like. I remember kind when of I was, living uh, in the world. I remember. The, I remember they sold they sold like a guide. Uh, it was like a Shenmue companion guide, and it had like the complete schedules of every character mm-hmm. in the town, mm-hmm. and and just showed told you where you can find them and when. I, I forget what like the point of that was. If there's like any specific reason for it, but. I do remember that being like a pretty extensive thing and following the charts and all that. Well, so one of my memories of the game is that it doesn't have a lot of like the navigation that we have now. Yeah. Um, like, so. like when you leave a building in Yakuza, it's like, go over there. And then a gigantic like pink dot appears on your compass and is like, you know, it's very clear like where you need to go. And, and Shenmue was a lot more ambiguous. They're like, go talk to this guy. He works over there. And like, hope you can find over there uh, because that was pretty much your hint. And so that that's where like the schedule started to become so important because mm, like, right. because you could go where a guy should be and he just might not be there. And you, you just are <laughs> like, well, wish I knew where he was. Yeah, yeah but on right. the other hand, just about everybody on the street you can talk to and you'll have a, a customized dialogue with that person asking, you know, where's the barbershop? Excuse me, I'm looking for a barbershop. Can you tell me where the barbershop is? And everybody you ask will have a different comment. Some will not have an idea. Some will say, ah, oh, yes, it's over there. And some will say, yeah, I know the guy who owns it. He's out right now. Yeah, and building on that, like, it's actually kind of satisfying when you find somebody who is, like, off of schedule for where you would expect them to be. Like, mm-hmm. or when you, like, remember, maybe you, like, notice someone and you're like, oh, yeah, that guy's usually over here at this time. And, like, that's satisfying to go and, you know, find him. It really, it really is, actually. I was kind of surprised that it's, I mean, the world is extremely small. There's, like, three little areas. Most of them have very little to do, but just uh getting a feel for the neighborhood and kind of you know like getting getting oriented in the location that you're in there's actually kind of a rewarding sense to that which has been kind of cool to re-explore you guys can tell me if you think i'm crazy when i say this uh but uh and if you don't see the connection so be it but a lot of the systems that like this game had in it remind me or make me think of uh shadow of mordor i know that sounds weird but that does sound weird. We've talked before about the Nemesis system in great detail, and one of the things that mm-hmm. we've that we've talked about specifically with it is it's not very dynamic. Like it doesn't really look like all that much effort really went into it. It's more of a mm-hmm. trick to make you think that it's dynamic. And having said that, it still works like beautifully, and it makes it makes the game feel more alive than it really is. And I think that a lot of the stuff that Shenmue does is the same thing where like, was it really that hard to take each character and be like, make them go there at this time? And the answer is no, probably not. But it makes it like infinitely more satisfying and feel way more real as a result. That actually might be worth looking into. Because uh, when you do read about the Nemesis system, it's pretty easy. And you, you say that reminded me actually of what they did 
uh, with Fear at the time. Mm-hmm. Fear is another actually really good example of that. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's it's, uh, it's an interesting thought. I want to I want to learn more about that. And this is using simple tricks to make give the impression of of intelligence. Complexity. Yeah, and yeah. and this is something that like I've lamented a million times over is like. It drives me nuts how the only way that games kind of evolve over time is just graphically. They don't really mm-hmm. they don't really evolve from uh you know like an AI perspective. And so when we get like demos like The Last of Us 2 at E3 this year, people didn't really talk as much about like how good it looked. They talked about how like the enemies talked to each other and they had names like you shot a guy and they're like she fucking shot Dave and like they're mad that you <laughs> killed Dave. And like that's the stuff that that gets talked because that's the stuff that's interesting. And again, like it comes back to it where like if you have three hundred bad guys that you know you're gonna dump out into a map in the game, it isn't that hard to just look up three hundred names and and literally name them all. But something like that could like go a long way in in uh, immersion and and making it feel more real. And it's like a it's a it's a level of effort people don't do. It's like it's like the the like um the Codsworth thing, right? In Fallout 4, where... Um, oh, yeah. Like, 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 yeah, like... like save the, your uh, name. Or say your name. Said your name, if you, you know... It's like, that's such an old trick. I remember seeing it when I was, like, six years old or whatever, or nine years old, whatever I was, writing at, uh, at um, what is it? I think it was Universal Studios, and they had, like, the E.T. ride, and then E.T. would say your name, and it was so cool, because it felt like he was interacting. That's such an old technology. But... Uh, no one like really uses it in video games, and so like, oh yeah, this mm-hmm. is mind blowing that this guy says it in uh, Fallout Four. And that's the thing is, it's always like a, it's like a fucking doorbuster when it happens. Think about how many articles were published because that robot knew your name. Like, how many people were like, <laughs> yeah. holy shit, you're not gonna believe it. This fucking robot knows your name. And again, like that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't that hard. And actually, Spider Man has some stuff like that that I want to talk about when we when we get into it. There's some like really serious detail in that game uh, that I have a lot of like admiration and, and respect for. So, so this is this is my well. When we get there, because I was actually going to say the opposite because I think the uh, for Spider Man two, I, I I know I think I know what you're talking. And I have to agree with that, that that's really great and that they pull a lot of small tricks there that are that make it feel more impressive. But for all of that detail that they put in and and those neat little tricks, there are some other things that I feel like just feel really regressive. And talking about the advancement of games, um, uh, it, Spider-Man in terms of like an open world experience, it just feels like a decade and a half old. But we'll we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll head into there because uh, I, I I know what you're talking about too, and I I actually think you and I probably line up pretty pretty closely on overall thoughts on it. Uh, that's my assumption, but maybe I'll be wrong, and we'll get there, and you'll be like, it's the fucking worst thing ever, and I'll be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but so where are you in in Shenmue right now? Are you just playing the first one still? Do you think you'll make yeah. it to the second one? Like what do you what yeah, is your I'll plan get there. here? I'm actually it's a it's I won't say fun. So actually let me let me step back a bit. So your comment about it being like Shadow of Mordor made me think of something that I was thinking of. It actually kind of reminds me of Harvest Moon because if you listen to the guy who made Harvest Moon, one of his goals with the game was to instill a sense of community in the mm-hmm. in the world you're playing in which japanese have a real like a real you know fixation on that that sensation so sure. and here in chenmu it's actually 
you know, it, it fosters a sense of community because I know these people. Some of them I know from the beginning of the game. Some of them I meet. But, you know, even after after I do whatever it is I'm supposed to do with them or even if I never do anything with them, they're still around and I can still talk to them. And they're always saying new things. Granted, it's – I mean, the other side of that coin is like nothing I talk to any of these people about is very interesting because the game has voice acting that's about on par with the uh, the quality of the time. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of shallow. So that was worth mentioning, too, is that in the original, I think you could only listen to the uh, dubbed audio. Um, mm-hmm. But you were telling me in this one, you can actually bring in the Japanese audio. Yeah, you can switch to Japanese audio, which is pretty much just as bad. <laughs> like it's it's I mean, like just well, the same are, stilted delivery, same like wooden character voices so it it does i i think there's kind of like a, a way of behavior a way of setting up a game there that could really knock it out of the park now now that you know development's cheaper voice acting is higher quality you could do something there that i think people would really enjoy but um again for a game that's almost 20 years old at this point it does lay a lot of foundations for things that I see today and think like, yeah, these are things that I like. And, you know, you have to look all the way back to Yu Suzuki doing that back in 2001 to uh, see where it came from. Right, right. I do like, just while I was scrolling through some of the info here, I was I came across a quote that I like from a review of the game. And uh, it said, if the Grand Theft Auto games have been vilified as crime simulators in which you can press a button to buy a hooker and then run said hooker over with a car... Shenmue is a game where you can press a button to politely ask directions, then combo into cherishing your elders and always remembering to recycle. Instead of giving us a city to be tested and battered against in all directions, Shenmue builds you a world and asks you to follow the rules rather than break them. <laughs> yeah, it's very Japanese in that regard. There, there are things that I didn't really get when I was younger, and now that I've spent some time there, make more sense and just like uh, you, do you mean like just culturally? I like uh, racing forklifts. I still haven't gotten to the forklift racing yet, but um, yeah, just kind of the whole thing. Oh, oh man, actually that reminds me though. So I don't remember there being a bunch of foreigners in this game, but there are a lot of white people or that weird hot dog guy, Tom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, by today's standards, like their voice acting is super racist. <laughs> oh, God. Like I don't, I don't uh, know if it's an English speaker who's doing the voices, but he'll be like, "Hey, schoolboy, me no tomodachi hate you." Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I don't even know who that's going to make sense to in either language, but it's just. I, 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 I'm sorry. I have a, I have a quick, quick thing I have to ask because yeah. you mentioned the voice acting. I, just, I need to ask, this is, did anyone else play this game called Shadow of Memories for the PlayStation 2? I don't think uh, so. It was like one of the very, very first PlayStation 2 games. And I remember at the time, it's a, it's like a Japanese title and you star a guy who dies and basically has to go back and try to... Oh, I know. Um, the, I know this cover. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, it, it's, I just remember like at the time it was so mind blowing because it was like, Push it. it was like one of the first places to two games in Wii, and it was like pushing this console to the limits. And you look at it now, and it's just like so laughably, um, uh, just awful in oh, every conceivable way. If it's you, like simultaneously, like like Shenmue was like 
a big deal. That was like an amazing looking, like, holy shit. And mm-hmm. we do have to remember that this, both of these games come from a time where like, we were just <laughs> grateful that we didn't have to read anymore. Right. <laughs> like, it's like, holy shit, they're talking. And it's funny because when I was younger, I don't remember Shenmue's voice acting being even like a little bit of a problem. Like, I remember being perfectly fine with it and totally yeah, okay think, with it. I, I think it was less offensive at the time because we just didn't expect good voice acting. So, yeah, I think it's one of those things where, like, when you don't have it, you don't realize, like, you know, how bad it could be. I, like, I remember, I mean, I, I think it was, like, uh, Soul Calibur 2 where I just, like, let it run so I could see the demo and look at how amazing everything looked. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I, it's, it's hard to believe that used to be a thing. Yeah, actually, I remember spending some time just watching the Soul Calibur 2 demo a lot. Oh, yeah, that game was super impressive. Uh, yeah. And it's so funny now because you pull it up and you're like, what? It's not how you remember it either. Like, however you remember it, it looks, <laughs> it's wrong. It looks worse than that. Like, I don't remember Mitsurugi being three polygons. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, pretty much. It's pretty bad. Soul Edge looks terrible, too. <laughs> um... Although, you know, Soul Calibur's a little newer. You know what you know what the uh, game really hasn't aged well is like the Virtua Fighters. Uh Battle oh Arena God, Toshinden. No, yeah. Virtua oh, Battle, um, Battle Arena Toshinden is colorful blurs <laughs> smashing into each other. <laughs> yeah. There there may as well be nothing there. And I love how when I start to type Battle Arena Toshinden into Google, it insta fills because I've looked this game up a lot. <laughs> Nice. I don't know why. I don't know why it keeps coming up in our podcast, but I. Oh yeah, I get three letters in before it suggests. I Google this game all the time. Apparently, <laughs> I got to look into the. There was a Battle Arena Toshinden for Game Boy. Uh, oh, I know. Did you really? Yeah. I bet that was shit. God, I might still have it around. I bet that was garbage. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. So all in all, the oh, plan. My God, I'm looking like. God, I'm, there's so much about uh, Battle Arena Toshinden that's coming back to me. Oh, man. Even the right. cover is bad. Like, that dude on the cover. Oh, we got a garbage cover here in the West. Like, what is going on there? What's that guy's deal? Uh, the sequel's a little better, but, oh, man. Um, um, well, you know, Lucy also went back to, like, Final Fantasy VII recently, and he couldn't believe how bad that looked. Yeah, it's pretty ugly. In fact, a lot of the characters look like Battle Arena Toshinden characters. <laughs> So, Michael, would you would you recommend Shenmue to somebody who has fond memories of it and, like you, never actually finished the original? You know, if you've never if you never got a chance to finish it and you've just always been longing, or even you're uh, you want to play two, which I'm guessing will probably be a step up. Understand, you're going to have to sit through sit through some stuff that's absolutely asinine by today's standards, but. Uh, I think it's, I'm enjoying it. I bet you could still have some fun with this. You know, I know shockingly little about Shenmue 2. So I don't actually know if it is any better or worse. I don't know if it was better received or... You know, I I, I do feel like less people I know played it than the first one. Like, I think everyone I know played the first one. And I think I skipped 2 as well. I don't think I got it for whatever reason. Um Interestingly enough, Shenmue 2 was also a commercial failure, uh, so they both, neither one did good. So Sega was very much justified in being like, you know what, let's not make another one of these. Uh, that was that was a fair thing that they did. 
but but here we are. The only other thing I want to ask, Michael, uh, and we kind of mm-hmm. talked about this already a little bit, but just for podcast sake, my memory of the game is almost entirely steeped in quick time events. Mm-hmm. And, and I had completely forgotten that there is like a full fighting system kind of kind of akin to like Virtua Fighter almost. Mm. Um how's that aged? Is that any good or is it just not even it's, worth It's pretty primitive. Um what actually surprised me is well one there aren't as many quick time events as I remember. Mm-hmm. Although a lot of the events that I remember thinking were super cool like there's a scene where a guy has a a kid and he's got a knife to his throat and you uh, kick a soccer ball at him and hit him in the face. Mhm. And I remember thinking at the time, like, damn, that was cool. And now it's uh, it looks incredibly crappy. But um, what's funny is the you don't get into an actual fight until like three hours into the game. Oh, yeah, it took you were forever. saying that. Yeah, that, it was interesting because it's really clearly not a very important aspect of the game. So they really aren't in a hurry to show it to you. Which is kind of interesting because you talked about how like the game lays groundwork for like Yakuza but mm-hmm. but the reality is like it really you don't you don't do a lot of the stuff that you do in yakuza um the like dick around elements are still there but like that game's really combat heavy mm-hmm. and and shenmu really isn't like it it's not really about that it's more about talking to people right and racing forklifts as jay pointed out yep <laughs> looking for sailors all right well should we uh should we move on to the big red uh, web swinging man? I don't know if that song is in the game, but I hope it is. Um, uh, I haven't heard it. I know you can get like a uh, classic Spider-Man uh, costume, though. Yeah, I, I got the one that looks like it's like drawn from the comic. Yeah, me too. I just uh, got that one. So I'm, I'm, I'm living pretty large, uh, you know, doing well for myself. Uh, Good for you. I think that, um, and so I mean, we could. Well, I, I guess I'll just I'll say what I think, and then Jay can tell me what he thinks. Um, I think it's a pretty like ordinary open world game, and I'd probably even buy into your your uh, use of the word regressive for a lot of the elements. Having said that, it is bound together by one of the most pleasurable traversal systems that I've ever encountered. And so you kind of don't mind that you're doing bullshit. Like you're, you're wandering around picking up backpacks. Spider-Man doesn't pick up backpacks. That's, that's not a thing. Not, not only are you wandering around picking up backpacks, pack it's like just random shit that he left around for whatever reason. Like one of them is like fucking... It's like different. It's like really dangerous shit from his past. Dude. They just left around randomly in a back. Sometimes, sometimes it'll just be like an ID card, and he's like, "Man, sure, I'm glad I found this ID card." But then other times, other, side, other times, other times uh, like... there's that vial of the Sandman. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, he's like, I hope if I open this, it doesn't unleash the villain Sandman. And it's like, Jesus, and he leaves it like in the weirdest places too. Like he leaves them around like high schools and shit. Yeah, some of them are some of them are just like uh, some of them are at like ground level where like just a hobo could get them really easily. Uh, so I mean, from a from a story perspective, it's it's kind of goofy and and doesn't really add much. But uh, but like I said, most of um, 
most of what I've had, like the, the combat's nothing special. It's it's an Arkham knockoff with maybe a few kind of more. The webbing is a more interesting uh, component of that. Um, and, and the idea so, of like incapacitating people instead of just breaking everybody's arm and shoving their, their fists through their face. I don't know. Have you like kicked anyone off a building? Oh, yeah, that's pretty satisfying. Because uh, I've done that a couple of times and the game still registers it as like you wiping them to the building. And, you know, if you if you do look down and you see by some magic force they're magically webbed to, you know, before they go splat on the ground, it was still probably going to smash their bones in. But uh, I've definitely I, I've, I've def- definitely killed some men. Like, I'm positive it's, it's, that I've killed some men. <laughs> like, it's, it's about on par with uh, running over people with a, a fucking tank and I could say that you stunned them. Yeah, I think that's probably that's probably right. Like it's the same way that Batman doesn't kill anymore, where he's like, "Oh, I don't kill anybody," and then he launches like an RPG at someone. And and uh, and speaking of uh, of like Shenmue, it's also the same way that uh, Detective Wu doesn't kill anyone. Uh, you know, because he's under he's an undercover cop, and you know what he does is like he smashes people's heads in with the fucking engine block, but he didn't kill them. It's fine. They're fine. They'll be back. They'll be back for more later. Uh, I mean, actually, like, like on that subject, no, like, they're dead. Yakuza does that shit all the time. People get shot, oh, shot and very like killed right in front of you, and then they're just back, like, like thirty minutes later, as though nothing happened. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not even really addressed. Like Yakuza's writing basically just goes to the point where they're like, "I thought you were dead," and he's like, "Nope." <laughs> I, 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 Yakuza gets away from it because it's like meant to be that goofy. Yeah, um that's true. Sleeping Dogs is definitely serious, but then you know, Batman and Spider-Man. I, I don't even know that Spider-Man has a no-killing role. I, I think that's just something that came up more recently in the comics and movies and all that. But my I, I my understanding Spider-Man of Spider-Man is that it was always kind of like whatever happens, happens. And like I Yeah, hope, pretty much. I hope no one dies, but like and, and like and like when <laughs> yeah. when someone explicitly dies like on screen, it's always like they did it to themselves. Um, yeah. But if you yeah. look at like overall kill count, like most of his villains wind up dead. Uh, yeah, Spider Man like doesn't doesn't kill. He doesn't have a role like that. So it's it's weird that they kind of try to enforce it in like the newer Spider Man uh, stuff that's out there. Yeah. So, so this so, one, this so, one like, doesn't seem too concerned with that. Someone, yeah, <laughs> take someone off a fucking rooftop. Like that's perfectly acceptable for Spider Man to do. But the game's still like, nope, you webbed them off that rooftop. They didn't fall and die. And bother death. So Jay, you're somebody who is uh you live in a situation where you're under the constant um uh harassment and uh so you're basically, you know, uh, under constant subjugation from from the NYPD. So I read a opinion piece today that uh Spider-Man's biggest issue the game is that you're spending most of the game helping the NYPD. Uh, in including helping to fix their uh their communications towers that they're using yeah the surveillance towers that, yeah. that they're using to survey on the public as well as you know uh presumably it's, it's, so I I know you're kind of asking as a joke but I do have actual serious thoughts about this oh no do you because I read that thing and I was like that's so fucking stupid it's Spider Man <laughs> I I don't I don't think it is because look this is what happened just before I got on the podcast maybe if I didn't play this section before the podcast then my opinion would be different. But there's a section of the game where, um, you know, I, I guess this is uh, spoilers, but if, you, we'll, if you're playing Spider-Man and you don't know Dr. Octopus is like a bad guy, 
no matter how much they set him up as a sweet old man, then I, I don't know what to say for you. I pray for your soul. I guess it's a little um, bit of a surprise that he makes an appearance in the game because early on it kind of feels like they're not going to do that and that like maybe they're going to hold that one closer to their chest I, I, until like later. I'm assuming Green Goblin's not in the game, but I also, that might be totally wrong about that. I feel like they're just going to have Norman Osborn <laughs> hang around and green goblin won't show up but well the goblin stuff is kind of seated venom's kind of seated that's like stuff for uh they, but i felt like from the start that that octavius was going to become octopus i felt like that that was like a foregone conclusion and part of my game is that part of my sorry part of my um problem with this game is that uh story-wise it feels like they switched a lot of things around arbitrarily arbitrarily like i can't really figure out the story reason for that because uh, uh Otto Octavius is now kind of uh Peter's mentor and friend and all that and essentially they just like switched him out with uh Dr. Connors the lizard yeah. and it's like literally the exact same thing so <laughs> I don't know like, I don't I don't get the reason for that but anyway um so Octavius comes becomes the villain and there's a section where he busts out uh people out of the raft, which if you don't know what the raft is, the raft is like a, a supervillain prison floating in the middle of um, of the Hudson River or whatever. And that's, I, I want to say that's like recent-ish in comic books. That, that that came about maybe, I guess, earlier this decade at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also busts a ton of people out of Rikers Island. And so with Rikers, you know, Spider-Man has to race to Rikers and he has to start putting these people uh, down basically we're talking about like um um how batman and spider-man you know they don't like killing but they're fine with breaking your fucking spine so spider-man goes in there and he fights like uh, uh three dozen four dozen uh, rikers inmates right like puts them down he like bashes their faces in um with electrical boxes and pipes and concrete and whatever else he can get his little webs on um and then he puts everyone in Rocket Rikers away, and then he goes after the Raft villains. The problem is that Rikers isn't a prison. Rikers is a jail. You don't keep we don't you don't keep a violent offender in Rikers Island. You send them upstate uh, to you know one of the federal penitentiaries up there to a maximum security prison up there. A lot of the people in Rikers, like right now at present, are people that got caught smoking pot. Right. Half the population of Rikers is like women and children. Uh, um, a lot of the population of Rikers is people waiting for their hearings and people who can't make bail. Our Rikers is so controversial that uh, people have been trying to get the, the prison, uh, uh, sorry, the jail closed down for a long time now. And like it's 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 a big subject in the next uh, gubernatorial race. And um, it's just like. It's also part of the reason that Marvel created the rap because Mar- yeah, I do understand that Marvel had a fictional version of Rikers that they would use for like Spidey to go in and uh, anytime they want him to punch someone in an orange jumpsuit. But they switched that to the raft justifiably because Rikers just became too hot a topic to touch. And it's like the fact that they do that just feels like so fucking tone deaf, right? And a friend made a good point. He was like, uh, well, the division had um the writer's faction in it so you know you can't possibly sing that game and like you know you have a point but the division is also a game that had like evil firemen so i found a little bit less tone deaf there 
Uh, here in Spider-Man games, this, a little this game has up. a has a guy dressed <laughs> as a scorpion, a giant scorpion. Yeah, but you know, it, it, I actually it, think the fireman it, is is maybe like less ridiculous than <laughs> than the guy in the rhinoceros know, suit I, that's fused to his skin. I so so you know I was I I did say that I I said that I I can see that like this is the same world where like in the world of Marvel, Hell's Kitchen is still like this nightmare world, but if you go to Hell's Kitchen in real life. You're going there to get cupcakes and to try like artisan honeys from the farmer's market that's always there. Um, so like I understand that, but it, there's also a certain level of tone deafness, I think, to that. Um, there's some other very interesting, distinct details that I want to say about Spider-Man, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. I, in fact, I think this adds to my overall kind of, um, what I like about the game, there's 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 stuff, there's stuff I like, and there's a lot that I like really don't like. Like I think the open world stuff is so regressive; it actually does ruin my enjoyment of it. Um, like I'm I'd, just so sick of. I looked at your trophies. That doesn't stop you from doing almost all of it. Well, because you have incentive for it, because um, you know research. You, you need, yeah, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I've been doing too: is researching. Oh. No, I, oh, I, you know, you're talking about researching, but no, no, no. I, I mean, you need, you, you have to do it if you want to improve your gadgets and your gear and, your, and buy your suits. A little bit. I'm at a, I'm so I, like to give you an idea. Like, like, like I just got into Act Two, which there's three acts in the game, so I'm, I'm, I'm literally like, uh, well past, well, or, or I'm, I'm not even. I, I still have a whole bunch of the campaign left, and I'm already level forty five, which is the highest that that you can be. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm almost at level forty-five too. But I don't think that it's a little bit. Like I, I did every single Taskmaster challenge, and I, I still barely, I'm still barely able to afford the suits that I want to afford with it. Um, you don't need the suits so I, though. You just need, you just need to get the skill tree and the gadgets. Really, I mean, the suits add something too. Well, I, either way, you still have to pay tokens for all of that stuff, all of it. I mean, I haven't, I haven't looked this up, but I have a feeling that if you wanted to unlock, like, you know, three suits that you want, and and let's just say every gadget because you need every gadget, um, or or you 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 want every gadget ideally. I, I still think that that's probably in the grand scheme of things. Like there's there's events that I haven't even unlocked yet. There's at least like two more that show up on the map that I haven't even found yet. Yeah, but I'm I'm there too. But I still need it. Like almost everything that I've done. Like I, my base tokens are about gone, and the last two events are base events. So, uh, you know, you you the first ones are the Fisk uh, basis, and then there's the Demon basis, and then. Uh, you open up the prison um, camps, the stable bases, and the prison bases, and you like those my my base tokens from the research all across the board. All of that's gone. My challenge tokens are all gone, and like I I actually loathe the idea of having to do uh, more challenges because I really hate the taskmaster challenges. So I have been doing like kind of uh, uh, the the thing is there's a lot of the open world stuff to do, but it's not very hard. You can get it done quickly. And then you can get the currency you need, but you do need the currency to get, and um, and it's a mixed bag for everything. Like it's not like it's not like any one thing costs a specific amount of tokens. It's not like you can do get all the backpack tokens and then mm -hmm. uh, you only need that to invest in gadgets. No, you need backpacks to invest in suits and gadgets and the gadget improvements. So it, it's like it's not it's like it's the it's the actual currency of the game. Um, so I don't, you know, I think that's pretty defensible on my part. It's not like other games I've played where like, oh yeah, I hate this so much. And then like, I admittedly go ahead and do 
a lot of the shit because I find something I enjoy there. I, you know, in Spider-Man is you do need <laughs> that to research. And look, the part of the part of it, part of like the what I feel like is uh, drags it back a little is that before Spider-Man really gets fun shopping the city and before he gets fun in combat, you have to invest in skills and you have to invest in gadgets. And I do think you have to invest in um, suit unlocks. And you're right. A lot of the suits um, have very similar abilities. And I, don't I, think I still a, use I still use like the one of the first ones I got. I I, I have that web blossom equipped like yeah, most of the time. I, I, like, and like, like I switch every now and then. But I I still yeah. I, I I would need to like sit down and actually like break out the old Excel or something to 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 really like illustrate my point. And I don't think I care that much, but but I do pretty confidently think that you could do a reasonable Spider-Man build with what you want and still avoid a good majority of the open world stuff. <laughs> No, because I, I've needed to clear every challenge to have the right amount of challenge tokens that I still don't have enough to get the gadgets I need. That's just like, that's purely the challenge token. The early stuff is whatever, like the landmark stuff, that's, that's easy. And that's like part of one of, that's, it's, it's actually worked into one of the charms of the game, the landmark uh, tokens. So that's fine. But there's other shit that's a total pain in the ass that I, that feels like pulling teeth to me that felt necessary. And like my point is that, um, for Spider-Man to be fun, you have to, get some of these upgrades like you do it's not, not you have to invest in the skills and you have to invest in the gadgets and then that's when combat gets fun and different and unique um at first it's it's miserable and it is a it's a system that's based on improving your skills in order to kind of uh make the game enjoyable and i'm just not like a fan of skill systems like that in general i think it should be like um um uh, I, I think like a lot of game design nowadays where whatever you have with your core abilities, that's what you're able to beat the game with. And then if you want to kind of invest in things to kind of customize your build on top of that, then that's great. As it sounds like, it sounds like you and I have pretty close builds like anyway. Um, I mean, I've, I've, I'm at a point where I pretty much have everything. Like I, I, I found all the backpacks. I found all the, did all the research stations i got all the pigeons so, so the research the research stations are like one of the fun activities and that's early on and so that's and interesting because i like, i almost think the opposite i kind of dread the research stations and i i sort of like some of the challenges like i like the combat challenges and um the the stealth challenges i which I, which is weird because i like the only one i like I, I like the stuff is the only i like the other challenges the uh uh, the the fucking drone challenge and the bomb challenge. I hated both. Of the those. drone the drone one can go fuck itself, and the swinging one can can also go fuck itself. I don't I don't particularly see, see, care. The the reason I like the research stations is the research stations are geared towards swinging, and uh, like once you realize that that they're basically training you how to swing and how to swing like effectively, and once you really get the hang of swinging, I like the research stations are a lot of fun. There are one or two. That I really, really fucking hate it. But for the most part, I found the research stations fun. I guess the, um, the credit I'll give them is that they're mostly all different, uh, which is not something that you could say about the challenges. Uh, yeah, and so they're they're nice in that regard. Uh, so I, I guess that's that's the one thing that I that I'd give them. But for whatever reason, and I don't even know if I can describe what it is, for some reason I just instinctively don't really want to do them. Um, it didn't stop me from doing them all. Went ahead and did them all. Uh, is, it, is it because that they're um, teaching you how to be an eco-friendly good boy? I think that's it. Like uh, yeah, so so to fill anyone who's not aware in, the research stations are uh, run by 
Harry Osborn uh, in in a way to help his dead mother, who was a real fucking hippie, and <laughs> just wanted wanted right. nothing but to God. save save Earth. We got to save the Earth, and uh, I, I you know I got there's there's a, there's a point I really bitch. have to make there. No, I I have to make this point, and I'm really going to hate myself for saying this out loud. I, I really am. Um, Fuck Mother Earth. I'm but, with you. I that's part of it like like there's there's an element of Spider-Man that is so like leftist soy boy cuck that I could just do without um <laughs> like the research stations are part of that like J. Jonah Jameson I usually really like him but in the game he just sounds like crazy old Alex Jones and I as a matter of personal taste I don't like that because when I play when I like play a comic book video game I want to do it for the escapism, and I want like the Jay Jonah that's like funny. I don't want the guy that's going to remind me of the dude in real life who's spreading like toxic conspiracy theories. And uh, it, there's a lot of there's like a lot of like oh yeah, look at look at us. We're we're like on the left, like like power to the people until you go into Rikers Island and beat a bunch of people up who were caught up on the street smoking weed. They've definitely they've lost it's me in some of colors. They, they've, they've, yeah, that's I, I don't I don't remember a lot of uh, colored folks. Uh, breaking out of the prison when I when I went and punched their faces in, but I I need to look again. I don't I don't know if I remember adequately. But like the the writing definitely loses me in some places like that. Any any time it feels like more modern than absolutely necessary, and yeah. I, I can even pinpoint that. There's a moment where Spider Man says out loud T L D R, and uh, <laughs> and then actually you know okay maybe we can even like have a conversation with and defend that. But earlier in the game, he uh, there's a side quest you can do with a uh, basically their version of like a streamer. And uh, yeah, did you do um, that one? Screwball. So there's a there's a moment where Screwball says LOL, and Spider Man says like, "Did you just say LOL?" He's like, "That's almost worse than like the kidnapping and shit that you're doing." Which Spider Man, I'm with you. People shouldn't say internet. <laughs> acronyms out loud but then a couple hours later you fucking drop the tldr so like don't be a goddamn hypocrite and say shit you don't mean uh that yeah gtfo spider-man that stuff is that stuff is really poorly written and i don't know if like i don't know if i'm just remembering to a childhood that doesn't exist where like the spider-man cartoon like he was funny and and he was quippy that's like my other question like real talk has has this spider-man made you laugh at all with any of his clips no it's not no right it's it's not good he's not it's not (laughs) uh the the voice actor yuri whatever his name is uh lowenthal i really say look look i i have he's all right yuri is great in some things, I don't think he was appropriate for Spider-Man. And if you like read the history of the production of this game, uh, the staff was super opposed to Yuri, and basically one guy just like kept browbeating them, like, "No, let's cast Yuri, let's cast Yuri." And so eventually, he just kind of like gave in. I don't think he's a good Spider-Man. He's not my favorite. <laughs> he's he's okay. Uh, I should have gotten Johnny Young Bosch. He would have done a See, great that's job. That's an idea. That's a that's a casting right there. Vash Stampede. I, I, I would have been down for Johnny and Gosh uh, Spider-Man. I think he would have done right. good. I'm uh, I'm actually surprised he didn't tap uh, Tom Holland, but I guess he's too young for the like dark and mature story for Spider-Man. Um, there's another thing I don't like love about it. So there, there's like there are very like exciting moments in Spider-Man. Like I feel like a lot of the chase sequences are super well done. Um, so and I, I do want to make that comment is that like I think that the open world stuff is pretty 
pretty vanilla, but something that I have enjoyed is I'm used to open world games just having like kind of lackluster uh, single player stuff, like 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 for the actual like campaign missions. I'm used to them just like not being very impressive. Um, yeah, this is kind of almost the opposite. Where like I've been kind of unless surprised. you're playing as Mary Jane and Miles, but go ahead. Well, I've just been kind of impressed with like some of the spectacle that they've pulled out. Um, oh, that's awesome! Like, that's like cool. the the helicopter when you're chasing it and it's grabbed the yeah. what? What does it grab? It grabs like a shipping container or something, and it's like yeah, it's no, like no, smashing you're, through you're buildings. She, she says, uh, "Yuri, the character, not to be confused with Yuri Lowenthal, the voice actor." She, right. she says, um, "You know, I'm getting a report that a helicopter is, is dragging a wrecking ball to the city." Yeah, and like it does some like serious damage, and you kind of don't expect it to. Um, and I'm sure I didn't look, but like most of it just gets immediately erased once the mission's over. But the the point being is like in Grand Theft Auto, like missions don't really like change the world uh, in any meaningful way. But this this one, they're not shy about like, I mean, fuck in the second act, New York basically just catches on fire completely. Yeah, there's smoke everywhere. And, that, and so that's cool. And um, I like that. I, I, I feel like the the section you're talking about i think we're probably in the same place you might be a little further than me i just um, took out uh vulture and the other one Electro. yeah see, so in my in my game the sinister six just got free oh, i okay. haven't bought any of them yet you it doesn't take um, long you you'll you'll knock them out pretty fast yeah that's right that's what i hear and so i feel like that bit when like the sin when the sinister six is introduced it's fucking amazing and like it makes me wonder why did I spend so much of the game volunteering at like a homeless shelter? That doesn't even matter <laughs> that much. Why did I spend like so many missions doing like these uh, these kind of like second grade level placemat puzzles while I watched you know Doctor Octopus slowly get a slightly a little bit more evil each time? It's like they really should have rushed straight to that Sinister Six shit and just like split up the city between the six of them and been like, okay, now go resolve that. I even think that might have made the um. Um, the the open worldness of it, I think, feel a little better in terms of like the icon hunts and all that. Um, it felt a little more significant. So that that's kind of like the other thing I think why I resent it, um, because it really really drags back the pacing of the game. So um, as you said, the spectacle is like amazing. Chasing the helicopter is amazing. Uh, the showdown with Mister Negative is amazing. The shit at City Hall is amazing. Uh, you know, this, uh, the the six getting loose, all of that's great, but so much of like the game and so much of the story is just introducing you to this fucking side shit that doesn't even matter. Don't forget Miles Morales. So I said I did say that you said that um, a lot of the um, you know the single player is good and it's good when you're playing Spider Man, <laughs> but when you play Mary Jane and Miles, it's like. That's, Please kill me. That's sexist and racist, Jay. You're a sexist racist who doesn't Jay. want to play as a woman. And there's one thing I know about Jay, and it's that he doesn't like playing as women. He hates it. That being said, that being said, busted. Um, so wait, you didn't I, like you didn't like that Miles Morales looked like you? So that that I I actually I as a as a, as a general straight up character, I don't like Miles. But in um, Insomniac's game, I find Miles a bit more charming. He's like, um, he's, he's been all right. I, I've actually, I, I really don't have any affinity for the character like at all. Cause it's hard not to see it as, and look, maybe this isn't even the case, but it's hard not to see it as like someone got in there and was like, we don't have enough black heroes. Who can we make black? 
Well, that's literally what happened. You you know the story of Miles Morales, like. I mean, I hope it didn't go out like just like that, but like in my head, that's all I can think happened. So the uh, story of Miles is this: is that um, you know Donald Glover, who was actually in Spider-Man: Homecoming, um, I think they're setting him up probably to be the Prowler or some other relevant Spider-Man character. But Donald Glover, when he heard they were casting for the Amazing Spider-Man, he was like, "Hey, uh, I I'm a black and I'm a nerd and I like Spider-Man. Let me play Spider-Man." And uh, I forget what he did. It's like some dumb like video or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the thing went like fucking viral, and of course it ignited, you know, two different sides. There's one side that was like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, cast Donald Glover as the next Spider-Man, that'd be awesome. And then you had a bunch of uh, people that like, no, Spider-Man needs to be a white guy from Queens because we all love Peter Parker, and you know, we don't even know the half the shit that pop. You don't even know that he's not Peter Parker right now, which is actually true. He was Doctor Octopus for a while. Um, uh, but, uh, needs to be white. White power. Spider Man's a white power character. So, um, boy, howdy. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, who, um, is now like the editor in chief at Marvel, he was a writer at the time and he was basically responsible for Ultimate Spider Man. So, um, he got rid of Ultimate Peter Parker and introduced this kid, Miles Morales, who just like popped up out of the blue. And his design, you know, his whole look was very much based after Donald Glover. And he was like this uh, half black, half Dominican superhero that was introduced into like the ultimate world. By the way, and I, I, as an aside, I actually read a little bit about this. His character design is based half on Donald Glover and half on Barack Obama. That's true. <laughs> so uh, 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 Brian Michael mm. Bendis is, um, is like a, is this white, uh, rich white guy. He's apologizing. Uh, uh yeah and it's like i totally it's for me it's just if if you're going if you're going if you want to like go in this direction comic books like hire hire black writers hire me don't don't just be a white guy and say oh yeah i'm gonna draw a black character now and that makes everything all right Um, we're trying to throw you a bone jay not give you the farm you see, and then and then this is why I don't want to go like this. I don't want to make this like a Miles Morales podcast. But I part of why I don't like Miles Morales is like there's so much like white guilt and white obsession in there. There's an entire fucking storyline about um, you know Miles' dad potentially being a bad guy, and now he's worried that he has like, and this this actually comes up. He's worried that he has criminal genes. Oh no! Um, oh no, Miles. <laughs> See, and here's the here's the thing. I, w- I want to just make sure because I, I feel like when I very first brought up my complaint that it makes it sound like like Spider-Man can't be black. And I'm trying to say that I would have been if they would have just made Ultimate Spider-Man and they would have been like, look over there. It's Peter Parker. And he was black. I would have been like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, no, me too. So, so this is the thing. Like, I. I kind of the, the way the Insomniac Spider-Man game is written just purely from a writing standpoint um uh, spider-man's race look i will go for any spider-man that feels like the spider-man i grew up with for a time in comics that was Gwen stacy and that passed real quick uh they made sure that she quickly got like not fun and bad and convoluted um if it was miles fine if it's back to peter parker fine when when dr octopus was spider-man it's it's stupid as it sounds it was actually one of the most fun spider-man stories that they had done in a while so and you did you, you know did it's make me, uh well go ahead and fin- I, I, you made me think of something too that i have to bring up 
you, you know it's you know it's great because at one point uh dr octopus while being spider-man he just takes he just fucking takes uh the vulture and he smashes him to a fucking searchlight it's like amazing but um i would take any spider-man that just kind of like feels fun and witty and and uh but also kind of balances like that real life with him being a superhero. And I, I feel like an Insomniac's game, um, their miles feels a lot more like, um, like the kid that should be Spider-Man than their Peter does. Peter's just, she, she reminds me too much of like Ross from friends. Well, and they're pretty, they're pretty obviously (laughs) setting up the miles in the game is most certainly going to be like Spider-Man in the, the inevitable sequel. And yeah, yeah. two thoughts I have, and I told Michael this, uh, I, I showed Michael a little bit of the game on, on Sunday and or Saturday, and he seemed blown away by it. He was absolutely flabbergasted. He couldn't, <laughs> couldn't speak. Um, but uh, this I, is true. What I, what I told him was that the game reminds me a lot of Assassin's Creed, uh, the first one. In the, I agree. In that it feels a little hollow, and it feels like it was probably uh, something where... Uh, it, it it could have used more time in the oven, but but it had to it had to a it had to be released, but b it's mostly like an engine creation system. And so I'm I'm like I'm like so with you on that for and so many reasons. But I'm, go ahead and finish. I'm positive that it will have a sequel. Yeah. I and and on top of that, I'm positive unless they like really fuck up, they now have all the assets. They have everything that they need to do to make like a really good sequel and so i think they're in a situation that could go just like assassin's creed where we have the first one that's almost like more tech demo than game and just not really that impressive and then you have the second one which i would you know i know that there's disagreement sometimes but like i'd I'd stand up for it being like one of the best games ever like i I fucking love assassin's creed 2 and it's basically like everything that they did in the first game except given like meaning and purpose and use so so, so let me go with you in that direction, because I agree with you. Um, uh, so a lot of this game, and I think a lot of my problem with the writing is that it does feel like setup. Um, like when you put away Mr. Negative, it feels like so quick and anticlimactic. And I know, I know they go a little bit more into it, but that's only because Mary Jane is like, Hey, I found out all this information. So it, it definitely has that setup like, uh, like, Oh, they expect this to be the first one and they're totally like expecting to make more. Um, like it, this, this feels like the introduction to something. It doesn't feel like a whole story on its own. Um, now, that's a good note. The, second, uh, oh, go ahead. Do your second one. Well, the second thing is that as soon as this game launched, the reports were out that Insomniac is in negotiations with Marvel to do more video games for them. Not that. So, yeah, well, and with the, so, I mean, with the reception this game has gotten, I'm not surprised that we're getting another one. Like, we're absolutely getting another one. And, and sometimes I get cynical about stuff like that, but here I actually feel really optimistic. Like, I think that this is something that I can definitely see how they can craft this into something better uh, than the sum of its parts. Um, Having said that, if the sequel basically is not like Miles Morales featured in you know miles morales is spider-man in maximum carnage if the game's not fucking maximum carnage with with symbiote and venom and carnage i'm gonna riot and that brings me to my other important point which i was talking when michael came over and saw spider-man he immediately asked me because he recognized it he's like are you dressed as the scarlet spider and i was like fuck yeah scarlet spider for life 
Um, and it made me realize, like, Michael knew who the Scarlet Spider was. We all kind of grew up during what is We're our... We're both, both nerds. Well, no, more so it was like, no. we, we kind of grew up during, like, one of the shittiest times to like Spider-Man. The like, Clone Saga. The Clone Saga. <laughs> How fucking stupid. <laughs> And, and same deal. I, like I, I'm, I, 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 yeah, I know what you're saying, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta like very shyly admit, I didn't say the name because I was didn't want to be that embarrassed. Yeah, ben maybe Ben Riley. Yeah, I I, oh, I, I can get on board with Ben Riley. I read the like the Ben Riley comics when they came out in 1996. Make Ben <laughs> Riley black, and Spider Man will be like, "What the fuck? I have a black clone." <laughs> and it'll be very I, I, confusing, but okay. So, so I again, I know you're joking. Um, and Spider-Man didn't have a black clone, but when they did the ultimate version of the clone saga, which I don't know why they did it the second time, it didn't need to happen. Um, uh, Peter Parker's clone was a woman. Sure. Uh, so. Why not? <laughs> that sounds appropriate. A black woman? It wasn't a black woman. I, I think not they called her. I think they called her Jessica Drew, just to make it super confusing, because there's an unrelated Jessica Drew who is Spider-Woman, but she has nothing to do with the other Spider-People. Um, she's just, it's just her name. Uh, but in the Ultimate version, she was uh, a Spider-Person and was also the queen of the Peter Parker, but she called herself the Scarlet Spider. Um, God. Original Scarlet Spider, Spider original Scarlet <laughs> Spider is my boy. <laughs> And I was just not like I said, the original Spider Spider is cool. But like it's if if you if you like if you like the original Ben Riley from the nineties, do not try to read the new Scarlet Spider where he comes back because um I read it and it made me want to kill myself. I'd be more into Bean Riley, where he's a bean <laughs> of some kind. His so I, I, I his eyes look I, like I beans. I don't think we talked about like kind of the, the other most important aspect of the game, because if you talk about the traversal system and this is where I was going before I got sidetracked by everything else. Um, by the race politics. But, but there are little, a lot of like little intricacies that really nail down New York. So when Sable, the PMC, comes in, they start constructing these, uh, these towers, these um, surveillance towers. And those surveillance towers are like real. And in fact, Insomniac is doing uh, the actual city of New York a favor by portraying like the evil PMC with them. Because those surveillance towers actually belong to the NYPD. And they will launch them, and they will use them to, like, watch the neighborhood. Um, and so when I saw the surveillance towers, I was like, okay, so that feels very New York. And if you swing around in Spider-Man, and if you swing, like, into Uptown, you'll notice that the the, the color of the taxi cabs they spawn will be green. Um, and you can find a couple of green cabs downtown. But when you're downtown, it'll more often spawn yellow cabs. And when you're uptown, it'll more often spawn green cabs and that's another real life thing because um um danny glover not donald glover danny glover was like hey new york city taxi drivers are racist i can't get a ride it launched this huge investigation and governor cuomo was like you know um yeah it looks like uh the taxi and limousine commission fails to serve uptown you have to do something like that and he ordered the creation of um these like uh, fifteen thousand green cabs that exclusively serve uptown and the outer boroughs and so if you walk around harlem you're more likely to find a green cab and catch a green cab than if i were like downtown by the south street seaport the dispatch calls the neighborhoods by the right name um it's not just like 
um, Chelsea, and it's not just Harlem. They'll actually say, hey, we have a disturbance in Spanish Harlem. We have a disturbance in Hamilton Heights. We have a disturbance in the Columbia area. And, and like they get the actual kind of neighborhoods and streets night, right? And just as an exercise, the other day, I was swinging around um, up near Harlem to do a side quest. And I went, okay, I know I recognize the street. I wonder if I can navigate my way home here. And while I didn't get home, I got to a block that looks so much like uh, about two or three blocks in my neighborhood that I went fucking nuts. Like the buildings were exactly right. The structure of the street was exactly right. And then I looked at the street sign and it had my street's name. And I was just like, I went like, this is ridiculous. I love this New York City. This is like, this is, I think, the most perfect recreation of New York I've ever seen in a video game. Like the division... And Grand Theft Auto are up there, but Spider-Man beats them easily. So that's even that's even more magnified for me as like a, an outsider who's been to New York City a total of one time. Like because I have just a very cursory memory of where everything is. Um, but it, like like I, I there was a part where I had to go to Battery Park, and I was like, I know where that is, and like I immediately <laughs> I immediately found it, and like it was very accurate, and like it's the same deal where they're so like, I, we got to we got to go up to thing. Harlem, and I'm like, I know where Harlem is, and like. I, I, I do feel like sometimes maybe maybe it's because I'm a resident and so it's a little more annoying for me uh, when the game treats you like a tourist because Peter will like if you go on a mission where you have to find a specific place he won't shut up until you're there mm-hmm. and he'll keep reminding you but the second they say it I'm like I'm able to just swing off in a direction and it's exactly where I expect it to be yeah and that's like really cool yeah that's really neat um I did have, uh, I was curious about whether or not the World Trade Center would be there. Um, And I guess they couldn't get the right to the building, but they pretty much put one in that looks exactly, like, looks very similar. Um, Yeah. But did you see the thing that they've just found today where the Twin Towers are in it? Really? It's kind of, I actually thought it was kind of classy as far as tributes go. There's one building that you can go stick onto the side of, and as you climb up it, you'll see two towers in like the glass in the reflection. But when you turn uh, around, but when you turn around, they're not there. Interesting. And I actually, I, I saw that, and I was like, ah, uh, you know what? That's actually kind of like, that's kind of like a nice homage without hitting it on the head and like being. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've, I've like done a, a ton of video games where I've seen them, like, like. I, I think quite easily the most famous landmark in Harlem is probably Columbia University. So I've seen a ton of games that kind of recreate Columbia. Um, and I just have not seen it done with the detail where it is in Spider-Man to the point where like I went up there the first time and I looked around and I found like my old, um, like the exact building that my school was in. Like I'm sure they don't have the entirety of the campus, but they have a, a pretty sizable portion and the fact that i was able to find the hall that i went to school in um that was pretty cool but then i think i was like swinging back by there one day and we have a part of columbia called the east campus which is a lot less famous because the buildings look a bit more kind of uh, generic right and uh, they're still distinct but they don't have the same kind of ivory and brick um, design of the older university and I swung by there and I saw the East Campus and I was like, what nuts? Because I've never seen anyone touch the East Campus before. Like, like I played Prototype and um, uh, The Crew and, you know, uh, a couple of other games that have like have some homage to like 
Columbia, but just nothing that was quite in the detail of that. Um, NYU's campus is pretty good as well, pretty well done. It's like just just really kind of the attention to detail um, in terms of recreating these places around New York is uh, pretty cool. And I think the other thing that's kind of cool about it is um, some of the Marvel landmarks, like some of the stuff that's like purely from the Marvel universe that they've uh, seeded throughout the city. And it feels like very natural. It feels like a natural blending. You always have an abstract idea of reading the comics and uh, watching the movies. Like I watched um, uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man the other day and I was kind of chuckling a little because it's uh, obvious that they shot one chase sequence like all up and down the fucking city and the streets just don't make any sense in sequence. Um, But seeing kind of the Marvel Universe and then the actual New York overlapping in one smooth consistent place is pretty nice and the one last thing i'll point out because i i want i pointed out for a friend today but wilson fisk uh, uh tower his tower on right, right on central park there that's actually where um trump tower <laughs> should be oh so. that's that's slide <laughs> Um, I, I will say the, uh, and because you made me just speaking of attention to detail, first of all, when I, when I notice something that like is very detailed in the game, it kind of makes me mad that like they spent their time doing that instead of making like good side missions. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But nonetheless, I still want to like applaud and reward, you know, good, good details in games because it makes a difference. And what I was referring to earlier in our Shenmue conversation was, uh, and it sounds like you probably heard about this, but I guess for Spider-Man, uh, during the overworld segments, they recorded two versions of each of his lines. Um, if you're swinging or, or doing something where you're exercising, the line is read as like him exerting. So he's like, ah, you know, um, but if you're holding perfectly still, it switches to a different voice track where he is like calm and, and relaxed basically. Huh? And that is nice. That's pretty good, actually. And it's a little yeah. detail, but you can watch a video of it, and it's actually really impressive. And it's also really impressive how seamlessly it transitions, because you can even start a conversation holding still on the rooftop, and then as soon as he starts swinging, you'll hear his voice switch to like this kind of like grunt, more grunt heavy, like uh, uh, you know, like it's obvious that he's actually exerting himself during it. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's just a really neat, like, double uh, double voice track detail. But at the same time, I'm like, w- you guys shouldn't have done that. You should have recorded another voice track where he's like, hey, guys, here's a fun side mission. Yeah, see, so that that's kind of where I'm with you on that. And, and when you mentioned tech demo, I think that's kind of, like, the best way to describe it. Because there's a lot of really impressive technical stuff. And then there's, like, some other stuff where it feels like you guys didn't try very hard at all. Um, like, and, and, and just to briefly touch on the combat, because you did mention it's basically Arkham's, uh, combat, and More I would back that 100%, and I think there are even, like, some nuances from Arkham's combat that it doesn't even manage to get down, and while it's nice, I don't know, it's, like, kind of a half credit here, because I feel like you have to be a lot more improvisational with your combat in Spider-Man than you are in Arkham, and improvising feels like spider-man and that's cool but it doesn't feel intentional <laughs> that's a problem um and you know i just find that like what like you said the uh basically anything webbing based anything that can web up an enemy as quickly as possible is just the way to go 
carry it instead of trying to. That's the one. The that's that. the one like mechanic change that I like is I I think more than I would in Batman about like incapacitating people, and um, like it's much more beneficial. Like if you if you see that you've knocked someone over and they're on the ground, you need to Just web them up. up like that, <laughs> and and, yeah. and it's gotten like really in my instincts now. Where like if I if I knock someone against a wall, I'm like shit, web that guy up. Like uh, yeah, no, no, same here. Like well, th- I mean, that's just always just my combat opener. Like web them up and start swinging them around at everyone else. Yeah, um, giving everyone brain concussions, but not killing them because we don't kill. But I've I've enjoyed that aspect, and I do. I will say like much like Arkham, the combat just looks cool. Like it makes you feel cool. You're flipping around, and you're really not doing much if you really think about it. But yeah, but when you kind of like slip back into just like kind of a, a a secondary mode playing this game, which is really easy to do because it doesn't require a whole lot of thought on your part, mm. you're basically just sitting back and watching Spider Man flip around and be cool, and you're like, "All right." Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it gets a lot more it to go with that. It gets a lot more fun when you unlock the um, extra combo meters, the finisher meters, I guess. And especially if you invest in the skill that lets you use double up on them because yeah. then you can just like slam through buttons and just like take out six enemies in a row with like really cool super moves. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Those are your heat yeah. moves so that you can keep up, Michael. Very helpful. Uh, yeah, see it all makes it all makes sense now. So so you stuck basically with the um the Scarlet Spider costume it sounds like. No, I'm using one of the armor sets. Um uh, but I've I'm, I'm, I've switched around. I I I use um I actually do really like Insomniac's redesign of um of his basic costume. I think it looks pretty nice. Yeah, I, I like um, the advanced suit. I think it's all right. Uh but I've been sticking to the one that you get from the uh Black Cat Black Cat side quest. Okay. Because that's from the um the the spider-man and deadpool crossover that was kind of fun i like the ones that make him brighter uh so i i tend to stick to the ones that make him like easier to see i don't like any of the really dark costumes especially and now it's funny because i'm the i'm the opposite because i think um when he's in a brighter one for me for whatever reason um i don't know i think it, i think it hits my motion sickness a little bit more so when he's darker for me it works better yeah uh, see this is this this is me like rejecting my old age and being like i can i can i can see just fine i can see everything look there's spider-man but as soon as he's black i'm like where is he where's fucking spider-man so where am i yeah and same with every time miles morales is on screen i'm like who's that where is he where is he i don't see his clothes are just walking around but before 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 i forget to mention this uh uh uh, probably last thing i'll say yeah uh, i hate Every single thing about Mary Jane Watson, everything. Really, I actually don't everything. really, I don't really have an issue with her. Um, but I'm my whole life I've been like a big Mary Jane Peter Parker shipper. Like that's see, I, I, I see even that if you're whole, if you've been with them the whole life, why do you like this version? I why I do you mean, like the, why do you like the one that's like just always mad at him and. And and just feels like a um, well, so I a, kind of cracky X. So so first off, uh, the thing the the reason why I like Spider Man at all, when I mostly hate every other like superhero, is I just like how Spider Man's life is shitty, and this game has really dialed that in. Like that's one that's one thing that they definitely get. But like I just yeah I agree. I like that his life is trash, and I don't know why. I just find it super endearing. 
Um, I like that he basically just is like a person who suffers in silence. And I like it even more. <laughs> I like it even more now than I did back then because I feel like now more than ever, we're not a society that suffers in silence. Like you go to a restaurant and you have a bad experience and you're on fucking Facebook blogging about it. And so I got a lot of respect for a character who like the worst shit happens to him and he just has to just fucking shut up and deal with it. And so and then you're, you're gonna you're gonna fucking love Miles then. And so something about uh, something about Mary Jane treating him like shit. I'm kind of like yeah. And so I've really I've enjoyed the time jump this game has, where like he clearly has like a lot of history and a lot of kind of like yeah. So it's like it's like different than what they did with like Batman, where every everything every single Batman thing now is kind of him just starting out. Yeah, you have to watch his parents get killed every time and so i really like i've really preferred this approach where they're just like look everybody knows who he is and so like here he is and he'll remember that thing you know you'll find an item and he'll be like i remember when that thing you wish you saw happened and it's kind of like it, 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 to go it, with it. It, it, it's it's weird because usually well as far as like the marvel cinematic universe goes um god i've, I've grown to hate it <laughs> like i really have like at first I was just, uh, you know, at first I was really into it, like everyone else. And then at first I just kind of came to like tolerate it. And then there's like a mixture of both being fatigued over the movies. And then the fact that, you know, this is also my job. And because of the Marvel movies, I can't really get work anymore. And no one can. And now, like, I try to watch one. Like, it took me a very, very, very long time to watch Spider-Man Homecoming. And I just had to like power through the beginning because all that is about iron man and the avengers and all that and once it actually gets to the spider-man stuff then it's watchable um but uh, uh so much of that loses me and it's like i don't want to have to watch 18 other movies to understand one single other movie mm-hmm. um but the fact that the spider-man world just kind of like drops you in there and um while it makes like some introductions to kind of I guess they're, I, you, either they're newer characters or kind of like they're lesser known characters. Like, I don't think Mr. Negative is um, super well known unless you're like, no. really into Spider-Man. No, in fact, that was, a, that was a twist where I was like, I bet that guy is Mr. Negative. And then, <laughs> and then he was. But like, I didn't know that. When I, when I first yeah. met him, I was like, look, it's a nice man. And then <laughs> it turned out he wasn't a nice man. He was a he bad man. a nice man, yeah. But like the fact that kind of Spider-Man's enemies are all are already in prison and then like, you know, they come back as like the Sinister Six and fuck them up. And I there's something I enjoyed about that. It's like it felt like a nice nod without also requiring you to know like a handful of information beforehand. Um, I've kind of like the costumes. I've liked, like uh, I've liked the angle. And it's, it's even like you can look at it like from really simple perspective, like. Look at the old Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Like the best ones are the ones where he's not becoming Batman. Like yeah, that's that's what I want. And like, there's a reason that the Dark Knight's the best one is because it just it starts off running. It's like oh, it's already going. Like there we go. And uh, you don't have to deal with like uh, how did he become the Joker? I need to know. Like he just he just is. He's just there. And yeah. I respect that so yeah, much yeah, more. Telltale games. Fuck Telltale games. <laughs> um. All right. Well, overall, Jay, would you recommend Spider-Man? To- <laughs> Only if you're a Spider-Fan. I, like, I don't know if you're looking for a new open world experience. And I don't know that it offers that much. Um, but if you're like a fan of Spider-Man, most definitely. Yeah, I think that's I think that's reasonable. I, uh, I'm, I, I obviously don't have as much of a problem 
with it as you do, but um, I I think that your assessment is still pretty good. Like you you should probably be a fan of of the character to really get into this. Um, and like I said, overall my my statement would still be like I think it's a relatively lackluster game that's just yeah. that's just held together by like what I would reiterate is like some really fun traversal. Like they've they've nailed that aspect of it. And I got I got wasted the other night and just swung around for like an hour and didn't. I do did it. the same thing. And I then just climbed. I, learned I got the motion sickness because I I, I ah, swung around for an hour. I could see that um, in the red and blue suit, and then I put it and 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 I have all the speed upgrades now too. Mm-hmm. So I put it down. I'm like, holy shit, I'm dizzy. I need to turn off the TV. For a while. Yeah, like I don't I don't dump a lot of time into games anymore. I don't do like marathon sessions very often. I think the last one I can think of that I really like sat down with and, and just really plowed into was maybe like Breath of the Wild. Um or God of War, I guess. Uh but but this really gave me gave me that. Like e- even though I don't really find collecting the backpacks to be fun, I find the act of swinging around the city so fun that I was willing to collect all the backpacks. And I'm not a person who collects shit. I don't care. I'll get as much Fair as enough. I need and, and be done with it. But for whatever reason, this game has made traversal fun enough that I was like, you know what? I'll go over there and do that. Uh, which is not so, uh, its not my usual behavior. So, uh, you know, remember everyone um, that's a Spider fan out there that Venom is out in theaters on October 5th and that you can read the Spider-Geddon event right now. That has all your favorite Spider-Man. It has uh, uh, Ben Riley's Spider-Man, Miles Morales' Spider-Man, and Gwen Stacy's Spider-Woman. I'm going to go against the, uh, the, the grain here, and I'm instead going to recommend that you check out an Archie comic. Um, ooh. Because, like, what's yeah, he up to? Don't get me started. When was the last um, time you read one of those, you know? Is I, I don't think you want the answer to that. Yeah, actually, not from you, I don't. Um <laughs> Jay, I want to I want to congratulate you on restraining yourself and only mentioning Spider Gwen once. I was afraid I was going to have to shut down a long, long diatribe about Spider Gwen, but it looks like it worked out. Um, and it's not relevant to this. I'll go ahead and avoid. I'll go, that doesn't always stop you. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and and say we did a good job today and uh, and wrap this up before we can get into some kind of bizarre Riverdale discussion. Buy uh-huh. buy uh, uh the Spider Man top baseball cards available at your local bodega where Spider Man hangs out. I had more of those as a kid than I care to admit. Um, <laughs> I would recommend Medieval Spawn. Like that's that's the thing that's happening now too. Is that a real uh, thing? That's a it thing. Was I didn't know it was doing something now. Yeah, it is. Is he like? I, I'm here all week. Ask me all your. Is he like a, a knight? Questions. Yeah, it's Spawn, but he's medieval. <laughs> It's it's and, got yeah it. uh, okay. It's spawn, but it's medieval. That's like the accurate, and it's back. It's medieval spawn and medieval witchblade. In Paul, witchblade's back too. Oh boy, remember witchblade? I've been missing witchblade. Hey, she had a. If you she had herself a nice costume. If you at home have been missing witchblade, <laughs> maybe you should subscribe to our podcast. Don't know what that's going to get you, but it'll help somehow. Let me search it. Go to go to iTunes. Go to Android Play Store. Go subscribe to our shit. Uh, because you owe me that. That's the least you could do. Um, and then uh, after that, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. And thanks so much for listening. And uh, next week, we'll be back with some, probably, I'll have some Tomb Raider impressions because I decided I'm going to pick it up. So 
Uh, and you actually, fool. I, I might have those as well. I had a lot of. Uh, I had. I was not thinking positively about it because there was a lot of bad press going on. But it actually sounds like they really pulled it together, and it's pretty good. So we'll see if that's true. Um. So yeah. Don't forget to buy the protectors by Malibu Comics. Sure, do that on too. On sale now. And uh, I think with that, ooh, we are out. An ultra force. Yeah. Fox fire. And some beans. A nightmare.